one of the main things is like collaboration and working as a team. It takes a huge team of people to put on such a massive production like this and every single person involved in this show is so important to achieve the overall outcome. And I think that's why we do music theatre, that's why we do shows, that's why we work in the arts because we just get to connect with these incredible like-minded people. It's important to just commit to your character and commit to the movement and commit to everything. Yeah, the characterization is what is going to bring the show to life. And if every single person knows why they're there and is committing 100% to every little movement, every little note, every little everything, it's just going to elevate the whole performance. Welcome to Season 8 of Spotlight on the Arts, the making of School of Rock, the musical. Join us as we chat with members of the Sydney Catholic School's arts team, artists-in-residence and the cast of the epic Sydney Catholic Schools production at Kudos Bank Arena in what will be Australia's largest musical theatre showcast. Episode 2 introduces Brad Carter, one of Sydney Catholic Schools' artists-in-residence and School of Rock choreographers for the Mast Choir, Choreography Tutorials and the Mast Dance. Brad is a musical theatre, contemporary and improvisation artist and teacher. He brings a mixed bag of experiences to his teaching and likes to blend his experiences together so that students can learn a variety of skills from his classes. In 2018, Brad was cast in the musical Priscilla, Queen of the Desert on board Norwegian cruise lines and has returned to this show many times since his first casting. Brad has a passion for teaching and dance education. He teaches open classes at Sydney Dance Company and also works as a teaching artist where he travels alongside the company and delivers creative contemporary dance workshops to primary and high school students all over Australia. Welcome, Brad. Thank you, Iris. Lovely to be here. It's so lovely to have you. What a wealth of experience you bring to our team. Can you tell us a little bit about this cast that we're working with for School of Rock? Yeah, sure can. It's such an amazing show being an arena production because we have so many different elements to the cast. A normal musical would have like your lead roles, your you know ensemble, and that's kind of it. Whereas we've got literally all of these areas where we have massive cast and different parts of it. So we've got our lead roles. We've got professionals that come in and perform our two lead roles of Dewey and Rosalie. And then we've also got alumni involved as well. So the alumni of Sydney Catholic Schools coming in and doing certain roles throughout the show. We have all of our featured students, featured parents, featured teachers. Then fast forward to our dance ensemble, we have our featured dancers and on top of that, all of our masked dancers that come in at different points. And of course, our wonderful choir as well. So there's so many different areas of it to make this huge musical. 4,000, I think, is what we're aiming for, is to have a... Absolutely. It's incredible. As well as that, we also have the musicians. So in Mm. true musical theatre form, not only are we seeing the triple threat, we're seeing the quadruple threat by our diverse cast. Absolutely. So at the start of this term, our massed ensembles were given access to resource packages that included the tutorials for choreography and choreography. So what will schools expect to see in these tutorials and are there any tips or tricks to learning the choreography or choreography? In the videos, they always start with a moment of setting the scene, which I think is really important because depending on who's getting the video, you might have a network that 
is doing one particular number or, for example, the choir that sing multiple songs. They need to know the context of each part of the show because in a musical, obviously, it's all about the storytelling. It's all about what's happening in that moment. And we always start with that process of setting the scene first and explaining what the song is about and what the purpose of the song is in that moment. Moving into what the actual content is, we always film a front and back version, which I think is great for learning choreography and learning steps. So when you're learning it, you can always see what the front version is supposed to look like with all of the hand movements and positions and accents. And then a back version is great because then you can just press play on the back version if you just need a little refresher and then you're using the same arm and same leg and movement a little bit different for the choir, we've actually used a reverse function for our choreography so that our teachers can mirror exactly what's happening when they're learning the front version because most of the steps there are just the upper body and they get hidden when you do the back view. So that's a fun little feature that we put in there as well. Tips and tricks, I guess. I think it's all about like looking at the characterization behind it and looking at the accents. One thing that I'm really big on is chanting when learning choreography, because often I've always struggled throughout my career to pick up choreography. And I found that chanting your own kind of thing in the choreography helps me learn with that. So I've tried to incorporate that to the beats of the music. So for example, there's a section in Alma Mater where I'm like, cuff, cuff, fix the tire, brush hands down. And I make it a little like song, like put it to the lyrics and put it to the sound of the music. So it's like a little moment to sing and it kind of will help the students as well if you can chant that to them, even if it's funny too. I find if it's funny, it's going to be learnt a lot easier as well because the students will remember it. So finding those like little moments where you can add a bit of comedy, add a bit of fun to the movement and giving it a little chant is a really good trick to passing that on to your students. I love that because it's a way of connecting with them, but it's also that neuromuscular pathways and the muscle memory mm. coming together to make sure they can retain it. From a movement perspective, how will the massed ensembles enhance the overall storytelling of the show? Well, I feel like that comes back to storytelling as well. Like the whole musical comes from a point of storytelling and our director, Matthew Barclay, and choreographer, Sally Dashwood, and myself, we've all really thought about the intention of why these people are here in the scene. So having that understanding of why you're coming in and adding to it is really important. So we've done the hard work of thinking about that for you guys and basically all of our mass ensemble, if they know why they're there and why they're entering, that's definitely going to enhance the scene and enhance the musical as a whole. Yeah, it's all comes back to storytelling. With that, with the storytelling, what are the characters that most of the mass ensemble play? Well, there's students a lot of the time. There's a few different, depending on what number you're in, there's students students at the school, at the private school. There's also different sections where they represent different things. Like there's a number, Children of Rock, where all of the people represent what's happening in the game in Guitar Hero. So that's kind of a quirky number. There's roadies, there's rockers, like glam rockers and people that go to the Battle of the Bands. So there's lots of different characters and depending on which allocation you've been given or which sort of role you're playing, if you're in lots of them, it's great to be able to switch it up in the ensemble. That's why I think the ensemble's got the best role because you get to play all these different parts in the show and you get to play with the different characters. Absolutely. So what are your top three numbers from the show and why? Well, leading off the last one, Children of Rock, 100% is my favourite because for me it's a real blend of my contemporary world in an abstract way. 
because what's happening in the scene is that the mass dancers and our feature dancers are representing what is happening in the Guitar Hero game that Dewey and Ned are playing and they come out and they represent all those characters and all the movement is just so gooey and fun but still hits all these accents. So it's just fun to kind of blend the worlds there. You're in the band is the other one. I mean, that's probably everyone's favourite. It's such a fun, upbeat number. This is the moment where all the kids get given their instruments and get the band together. They basically form the band. And we have all of our massed ensembles coming in representing the different instruments. And they all have this awesome choreography, which is representing the guitar, the bass, the keys and the drums. And it's all slightly different, but all hitting different accents. I think that number's going to be like incredible when we see it. And I guess my third one would be Alma Mater. Like a lot of people think, oh, it's just, you know, just a boring school number. I love it because of the formations because we have so many people on stage in this moment and we've really thought creatively about how we move people through space and the formations. And I think as an audience member, seeing it from a whole, especially from like way, way, way at the back and seeing all these amazing students walking in different pathways and just creating all these moments, all doing the very strict choreography at the same time, I think it's going to be mind-blowing. Busby Berkeley, eat your heart out. From those nosebleed seats, some of those patterns, incredible. Mm. So what will teachers and students learn from being involved in School of Rock the Musical? One of the main things is like collaboration and working as a team. Like it takes a huge team of people to put on such a massive production like this. And every single person involved in this show is so important to achieve the overall outcome. And I think that's why we do music theatre. That's why we do shows. That's why we work in the arts because we just get to connect with these incredible like-minded people. And even in an ensemble too, like you get to work to meet other people and work with them. And then you get to see the lead roles and you get inspired by their talent and you see the choreographer or the director and that leadership. And that just inspires you to kind of grow through your career. I think it's, yeah, it all comes down to that collaboration moment. Finding your tribe, right? Yeah. So what skills are essential in this particular performance? For me, it comes back to characterization again and commitment to a character. Whatever point or whatever character or whatever role you play in the show, it's important to just commit to your character and commit to the movement and commit to everything. Yeah, the characterization is what is going to bring the show to life. And if every single person knows why they're there and is committing 100% to every little movement, every little note, every little everything, it's just going to elevate the whole performance. I I love how both you and Sally have choreographed the show across a number of different styles. So regardless of what number the audience is seeing, we're getting that kind of energy light and shade in the storytelling. So it's not just one big number after another big number. We're seeing lots Mm. of different moments. So what advice and tips would you give to performers who would one day like to pursue a career in the arts? That's a very great question. And I would say there's a, like there's so many things, but I think I'll mention three things that are very important. The first thing is listen to direction. Always be present in a rehearsal and listen to everything that any of the creatives are saying because you can take that and you can apply that in different scenes, in different areas. You can take notes. Often you can take notes that are being given to someone else. 
So if someone else is getting direction, take that note, listen to that note and apply that in future for when you're doing that track or you're doing that role or even if it's a dance note, especially I'm very big on like listening to other people's notes in a dance class or in a dance setting because that note may be given to someone else. Like you need to point your feet in this section, but you should be doing a body scan as well to be like, am I doing that as well in that section? Oh, no, I'm not. Great. I'll take that person's note too because that's going to keep growing you as a performer. The next one is commitment. I know I mentioned it before. Often I find sometimes performers can be a bit worried about the output or worried about what they're going to look like or worried about, you know, all of us have anxiety and and worry about image and things like that. But I think having that idea of I've been given direction and I'm not sure how to do it or I'm not sure and I'm unaware, I think just knowing that just commit to it take the note and commit 100% to the direction or the action that you've been given. And then the director or whoever you're working with can see that. And then they'll be able to workshop you. But if you undercommit, it's really hard for a creative team to draw and pull that out of you. But if you just give 150% the first time, then the director can always pull you back. And I think the last thing that is like probably the most important tip to have a career in the arts is the phrase, yes, and... If you're ever asked to do something, just say yes and and move on. And it's a great, like it happens in acting all the time when you're doing a scene with someone. As soon as you someone gives you an offer and you reject it, the scene goes nowhere. So it's a big thing in improvisation and acting to say yes and and continue the scene. Whereas I think that just goes generally for professionalism and any type of class that you do. If you get given something, a direction, even if you don't agree with the direction that you're given and you'll think, oh, my character would never do that. You have to try it. You have to give it a go. And then yes, and say, yes, and I'll do it. And then give it a go. And then that's when you can have a conversation after, oh, that didn't really feel that great for me, but what do you think? And then it opens the conversation. But if you block it off straight away, you're not really going to go anywhere. So just remember, always remember, yes, and. Yes, and Brad, it has been an absolute delight to spend a few minutes chatting with you. Your passion and your energy is so contagious. We know from the arts team, certainly, that our schools are going to be thrilled to work with the video tutorials that you have been part of um, constructing and then to meet you in person to workshop and take on board some of these ideas so that we produce the most amazing School of Rock production ever. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. 